Hello again. It's indomitable, incorrigible Ingrid here. Time for episode 13 of my bi-weekly podcast, Sustainable Mum. Yet again, it has been a memorable fortnight. As always, I want to tell you something good um, which has happened. I was walking this week, walking with a friend and her small daughter. We were walking locally on a path next to a field and a dog walker disturbed a family of deer in the shrubbery and the deer ran across the path directly in front of us. It was daylight, it was beautiful. There were three of them, took your breath away, really. Little things like that, especially in saddening days like these, are something to enjoy more than ever. So I would like to share some of my antics from the past fortnight with you. So, allons-y. Words. I'm a really good person to talk to you about words. Number one, I love talking. I do a podcast and I never stop talking anyway in the rest of my life. Number two, I make my living by using words. I am in the teaching profession and I have been entrusted with passing on my knowledge about communication in the English language to young people. So I use words for earning my daily bread and butter. And now in the middle of my life, nearly halfway through a century, I can say without a doubt that words are the most powerful weapon we have in our arsenal as human beings. It's not without reason that there is the very famous saying, the pen is mightier than the sword. I heard this, of course, when I was growing up and raised my eyebrows. But now I understand the thought behind those words. I am a mum myself now. I still carry the words from my own mother with me, though. Years and years ago, she was a lovely mother. She did a good job but some of her words were very badly chosen. I must share a couple of anecdotes with you simply because they prove my point. I remember being 12, 13 years old and yeah, living with mum, obviously. And we were a low-income household because she was a single parent. And we didn't have a lot of uh, loose cash flying around. But I remember vividly how she pressed money upon me. And it was quite a lot of money. It was, I suppose, like six seven pounds or something and remember this is like yeah 35 years ago she pressed this money on me and said Ingrid I've made an appointment for you to have your eyebrows plucked and I thought crikey I'm I hadn't even really started to realize that uh, women spend a lot of time doing different things to their bodies and eyebrow plucking was one of the things I hadn't yet come across but my mom was very serious and she said no no you need to get your eyebrows plucked. The eyebrows are the nicest thing you've got on your face, Ingrid. And if we get someone to pluck them properly, there's more chance that you can get married. So, dear mum, you should never, ever have said that to me. That had a huge effect upon me for many years. And the words she chose after I gave birth to Big Boy were also extremely badly chosen she came or we came to the airport to pick her up she'd come to visit us um, after big boy had been born and she looked at me and she said oh 
you haven't lost your baby weight yet, have you? And then she compared me with someone else who had also just had a baby but had managed to lose the weight apparently more successfully. Mum, please, no, you do not say anything like this. Words to do with how people appear or how they look can injure really, really very deeply. They pierce right through <laughs> to that inner kernel that's your soul, yourself. Words have the power to do a great deal of harm. We should never underestimate this effect. What you say to somebody, they will carry around with them for the rest of their life. And therefore, the way you communicate is paramount. Back to the fact that I earn my living using words. The fact that words are so powerful means that the better you can use them, easier you'll find it to get a good job. And at the end of the day, young people, including my children, looking forward to their future and they want to have a chance of doing something they love where they can earn enough money to live. So it doesn't matter which language you communicate in. All languages are as valuable as each other. All cultures across our planet have different values, good and bad, and by using words that we can describe these values to others. And therefore, every language out there has got something good it can share with the rest of us. And staying with this positive mindset that all languages are valuable, I'd now like to add the fact that the most valuable gift that you can give young people is the power of words. I told you earlier two anecdotes about my mom, which were not painting her in a very um, pleasant light. And I do want to stress that my mom was great. She was the best mom I could have ever had. And I miss her every day. And she chose her words badly sometimes when dealing with me, but that's because she was probably very, very frazzled at the time. I can uh, relate to that now because I'm often very frazzled myself. So, mum, I want to share with the world your words to me about how you can give your children the most valuable gift. She said to me many, many times that when she became a mother, she started to read bedtime stories to me and she reiterated many, many times that she read to me from the time when I was a baby. And I believe her because from the time my earliest memories start, I suppose four or five years old, I do remember that I already loved books and that must have come from somewhere. And my mom did tell me that she'd started to read before I could even talk when I was a babe in arms. And I listened to when she told me that. I heard it many times during my youth and then when I actually became a mother myself for some reason it had stayed with me in my head and I am unbelievably glad that those words made such an impression. I started to read to Big Boy really from not day one I have to be honest days one to eight we were in hospital because he wasn't very well and I wasn't very well <laughs> but then we did go home and I started reading to him at that early age. And of course, I did the same with Gherkin. I mean, it would have been impossible not to read to her if I were already reading to him. But the point, the important point is I read to them both and I convinced Hubby that he should be reading in his language. So we developed this really good system where I would read one day in English and then he would read another day in German. And we kind of swapped. Most days it was one on, one off. 
But of course, there were times when I was feeling rubbish. So he'd like read a couple of days in a row and vice versa. We did this. We started 14 years ago and we're still going strong. You wouldn't believe how many people have criticized us for our decision to read to the children all the time. Of course, when you decide you're going to do reading every day, it takes a big chunk out of your of the hours you've got available and it's hard work and sometimes you're really knackered and you just think oh okay I'm going to read again and you think I'd rather go to bed myself but that doesn't matter all of it's by the by we decided we were going to read we did it because we believe that it's the best thing for our children and people really have scoffed over the years and have not understood why would you read to children who are babies why would you read every day to children who can read themselves why would you carry on reading to children who are teenagers i'm just going to answer no matter how much others scoff don't let it put you off little poem there thrown in for free we have been reading in two different languages since the word go we started off with picture books the memories of my mom coming over and sitting on the chair and reading to the children and the beautiful books we got sent for the children. Beautiful memories. We then progressed on to reading books. The children then started specifying what kind of reading books, adventure books, Famous Five. Don't get me started on how fabulous the Famous Five are. Moving on to spy books for children. Maybe you know or you've heard of the Drei Fragezeichen, fantasy books, oh, Narnia, the whole Narnia series, spirit animals. I could go on. Biographies, people that the children have discovered they admire and look up to, whether that be Jane Goodall or whether that be Steve Jobs. And then getting older and becoming a teenager and understanding blue comedy when you're 14 Big Boy has been reading a stand-up comic from Britland, Ben Elton. Great guy. Funny, 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 funny. I don't want to stop because every time I start talking about the power of words in books, I get so animated. And you should see me now sitting here in front of the microphone, grinning all over my face and waving my hands around. Books, words, it's the gateway to another world. And that's what you can give your children. You give them an enormous vocabulary. My goodness, how much easier life is to live when you can say exactly what you mean and you don't have to resort to bad language because you can't exactly say what you mean. Your imagination increases tenfold, a thousandfold. You develop your character and your personality so much more easily when you have that world of fantasy and imagination in your head sitting and lying, reading a book. You learn how to concentrate. You learn how to focus on something for more than just a couple of minutes. What an amazing skill to have when you go out there and have a job and start working. Enjoying what you're reading, finding something that speaks to your heart and makes you feel emotion. You can have that anytime, anywhere. Nowadays, thank goodness for technology and these e-readers and you can transport your world of words with you and it doesn't weigh a ton. I can't stress how much words have changed our family. 
And in a very poignant fact, we're now at a point in this family where I am in the middle of my life. I am a woman. <laughs> that means lots of things are happening to me physically and mentally. And I don't always feel great. And sometimes I'm knackered and I'm fed up. And what do my children do now? They can read to me. And we sit on the sofa and sometimes they say, hey, mum, why don't we read to you? And we've come full circle. I am getting a little bit tearful now, so I shall take a deep breath because in this podcast, we want to stay positive. We want to focus on the good. So I'm now going to give you my tip for the fortnight, which has to do with words and books. If you can open that door a little chink and let the words come into your life, then you're going to find books that are so great that you want to pass them on to other people. And think how sustainable that is. You buy a book, you read it or your children read it and it changes your outlook and then you give it to someone you care about. Isn't that something wonderful? If there is a book you can't bear to think about parting with, then of course keep it. Keep it and put it away in a safe place. Have a shelf of books that you've read before and go back to after two years, five years, ten years, twenty-five years. You might find that you read it with a different mindset and it says something completely alternative to you. And of course, being sustainable, which we want to be, there are swapping libraries everywhere nowadays. We've got one at work. I can take books in that I don't want to read anymore, put them on the shelf and take away a book I do want to read that someone else has left there. And you can also find swapping libraries on the high street, local towns. I can think of at least two which we've got very close distance to where we live. Sometimes they're in old telephone boxes or they're in some glass-fronted cabinet on the high street and you can take along some books and give someone else pleasure. And don't we all want to give each other some good vibes right now? Life is tough enough. Let's make it a little bit better by sharing words with each other. And therefore, looking at the clock, it's time to close. Otherwise, I would be talking way too long and you would get way too bored. So I'd like to say that's the end of the podcast for this fortnight. And thank you again for listening and giving me some of your minutes. I hope that many, many, many good things happen to you and your loved ones. And of course, I hope that the people out there who are scared at the moment have some good things happen to them. Maybe the powers that be will use their words effectively to bring some peace back to our world. Let's hope for the best. Lots and lots of love to all of you out there for the next 14 days. It's all from me. Take care. Toodle pip. <laughs>